I got the magic in me. Something, 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 something. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Todd watch a movie from uh, the Netflix top ten list, and then we talk about it, we discuss it, it gets recorded, it gets funneled into your brain, hopefully everyone's good, and everyone has a swell day. I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy, and yes... We will be reviewing a movie involving magic today. In fact, this movie is called The Secret Magic Control Agency. Yes. This movie is an animated uh, feature film, a family film, and uh, you can watch it on Netflix. Mm. What mm-hmm. it doesn't have in it is anyone that you've heard of before doing any voices or anything like that. Yeah, no. I looked, too, and I was like, nope, no one. Okay. Um, this is an Eastern European-produced film, as far okay. as I can tell, from the writer, the director, and all the people who worked on it have names that come from not America. <laughs> gotcha. Trying to figure out how to say that the right way. They're, they're, <laughs> they're Eastern European names. Uh, That's how I'll say it. Um, now, they could all be Americans because we accept uh, people from other countries into our country, but true. I think it's unlikely. Hmm. But what they did do was they hired a bunch of uh, English first language speakers, English voiceover artists to do the voiceovers. So there isn't any kind of accents or anything like that in the actual movie. So I thought that was a good and interesting choice for American audiences, maybe not for Eastern European audiences, but, you know. (laughs) We're, we're in America, not Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, I don't care what they have to say. <laughs> All right. Well, so, nobody famous in it. What's this movie about? Well, this movie is about a brother and a sister called Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel? Yes. Hansel and Gretel are grown-ups in this movie. And uh, Gretel works at the Secret Magic Control Agency. Mm-hmm. The setting of this of this uh, world is, I guess, uh, like medieval times, and there's a king, and the king gets kidnapped, and the king is kidnapped by some some magic thing happens. Yeah, like there's magic in the world, but it's monitored and controlled. By the secret magic control. By the secret service, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, naturally, when the king is uh, kidnapped by magic, the secret magic control agency gets involved to try and solve the case. And Gretel, who is an agent of the secret magic control agency, is put on the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... Her brother, who's not a member of the Secret Magic Control Agency, also gets put on the case. 
because he once stole a statue in broad daylight. He's like a um, he's like a uh, an illusionist. A, an illusionist, yeah. Yeah. I was I was gonna say he's David Copperfield, but yeah, that might that might be an insult to this film to reference David Copperfield. <laughs> it might be. Well, uh, so yeah, so so they are investigating brother and sister. Uh, they're kind of forced together, and they've got some bad blood going on between them, and then they get turned into children in a freak magical accident. Yes. They get turned into Hansel and Gretel child editions and they still work on solving the case, but nobody takes them seriously because they're children and uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of different, they interact with a lot of different magical creatures, beings, witches, etc. magic users um, and track track things down to uh, the the witch who actually did the kidnapping mm -hmm. who's using magical cookies to control uh, both the king and later the entire kingdom as uh, she tries to make the king marry her so that she'll yeah. have even it's, more power. It's a nefarious cookie plot. It's a nefarious love potion cookie plot. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, there's, there's a lot more detail and other things that I don't really think matter too much in the scheme of the <laughs> story. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of what it's all about. And so the Hansel mm. and Gretel are left to, to save the day, so to speak, and, and make sure that the, the, uh, the evil witch does not rise to power. Yes. So. So there you have it. Todd, what mm -hmm. did you think of this uh, children's film? Family film, well, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, if you are noticing some um, lack of energy when I talk about this film, it's because I didn't like it. <laughs> it was, I felt it was incredibly boring. Like, and uh, I really wasn't a fan I mean, I guess it's like cutesy for kids, but I'll, I'll say this, and this is a pretty, pretty bad strike against it, is that I watched this with my kid and my, my five-year-old was very unimpressed and was not a fan at all, really. Mm. In fact, several times she was like, can we watch something else? And I was like, ah, I, I need to get through this. <laughs> like I was <laughs> making her watch it with me. Uh, it just, uh, it, it just wasn't. I don't know. Like, there's nothing special about it. It kind of felt like at times it was trying to be Shrek. Like, it kind of felt like a Shrek movie at times, but not funny. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know if it's because it's a very, like, done-before plot. You got these siblings who don't get along, and then they're forced to work together, and there's, like, some you know, revelations and then they kind of start to like each other again and maybe they're going to be a family. It's just like, I don't know. I was not impressed and I thought this was a miss. I don't know how the Eastern Europeans like this. Like maybe this is right up their alley, but uh, 
uh, I can tell you here in America, in Todd Domer's house, it was not a it was not a big hit. It was not. It was not. A, and I, I obviously preface this by saying I'm not the target audience. You're not the target audience. But my daughter certainly is the target audience, and she didn't care about the movie either. So I think that's a big old strike against it. So, uh, I mean, I guess if you got little kids and you want to take a chance that they'll like this movie, this is probably, you know, something you could try on a family movie night or something. But I just really felt like it was a big swing and a miss. Like, I, I just wasn't a fan. I had a hard time following along because I was so bored. Um... So I'm just going to stop it because I'm just going to keep rambling about how much I didn't like it. So, Matt, how'd you feel about this movie that was not impressive to me or my kid? Well, um, I think that what they tried to do with this movie is kind of like riff off of the story of Hansel and Gretel, I guess. Yes. And um, in that aspect, they really failed miserably. Yeah. Uh, there are <laughs> like if you're going to use Hansel and Gretel you need to be playing into that story like a lot yes. more than they did the only things that well okay so they go see a witch who lives in a candy house and wants to put them in the oven and eat them right yeah so, but they, have, they, they, they like meshed fables right because that the woman who they say that is is baba yaga and she's from a different fable right she's not even from the hansel and gretel fable yeah i don't know okay i don't know about baba i yaga. could be wrong about that but baba yaga i've seen baba yaga and other stuff like gotcha. it's come up before and never with hansel and gretel right so so that and that's just really like like one scene like one thing that they overcome in this uh, in this saga of trying to right. save the kingdom, yeah. The only other thing that, other than their names, that really references Hansel and Gretel, the 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 fable, is they have some technology that's like uh, these breadcrumbs, kind of. Yeah, like <laughs> these like, little beads that if you leave them on the ground, it shines a light in the air so you can find your way home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. That's it for the entire movie until you get to the very, very end when the head of the secret magic control agency calls in the Brothers Grimm and is like, hey, you need to come up with the story of what, uh, what happened with Hansel and Gretel um, and don't reference the king or anything like that. And, and there you go. So, yeah. so, so you, had, you had something you were trying to do with your Hansel and Gretel story and you failed. So yep. sorry about that. And then you had like, yeah, what are you trying to be Shrek? You're trying to be like clever, cutesy. Um, you have these two kids who are not really kids going on an adventure and they've got to meet up with mystical creatures and so on and so forth. And, uh, what ends up happening is is something that we just don't care about. Like, yeah. again, the problem is you tried to do something and you failed at it. Um, yeah. 
and you came up with something that was just just barely below average um, in in both cases that I mentioned. So, did I like the movie? Uh, I I didn't really like the movie, but it wasn't it wasn't for me. I think sure. it's pretty damning that your daughter did not like this movie either. Yeah, I mean, like, she's the target. She's definitely the target audience. Right. So, so that's, that's a strike. Um, I, you know, I, I agree. If, if you have a movie night with younger kids and maybe they like magic and stuff, then great. You, you can watch this. You're the target audience. They might like it. But even your daughter who's in uh, kindergarten? Yes. Uh, I think that may be a little too old for this movie. Yeah. I, as yeah, far as yeah. capturing interest. Well, and maybe I'm just like so I – I guess I, I feel incredibly burnt out on these movies that are like <clears> – <throat> here's a tale that you know, but here's an interesting twist on it or whatever – I'm just like, put the effort in and make your, like, think of something different. Like, make up a whole new story. Like, stop trying to do this, like, you know, here's, here's the, here's the story you know, but here's an interesting twist on it. It's like, it's been done, it's been played, it's played out. Like, just put some more creative effort into it and just come up with a whole new story. Like, come up with a whole new thing. That's my advice. If you're, if, if we've got any top movie makers listening to our podcast here. Especially if you got ties to Netflix, because apparently Netflix will let anyone make anything. Just create your own story. <laughs> like, just think, put the extra effort in, create your own story. Like, let's make it, make it all original. And, and that's there were my, some that's my aspects of, of this movie that, you know, were kind of original. They just weren't done very well. Well, and I think they just didn't need to be... It didn't need to be a Hansel and Gretel movie. Like it didn't like if you took that aspect completely out of it and it just was this agency that keeps you know that everyone knows about magic but they just kind of keep things, you know, organized and stuff like that. That would have been far more interesting to me than than this kind of like, ooh, we threw Hansel and Gretel in there just because but doesn't really serve a purpose or do anything. So I agree. I, I think that this movie would have been better without the Hansel and Gretel plot line. Yeah. Just as a standalone, here's some magic stuff. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, so. the movie kind of writes itself from there. You've got Medieval Kingdom, there's magic all around, but it's kind of guarded and it's monitored and controlled. There you go. You've got an agency, you know? You're, 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 to me, you're like halfway home for a movie there. At least a Netflix movie. So, not that I'm automatically knocking Netflix because we've appreciated your top ten list during this time of quarantine in case any kind of Netflix, uh, you know, higher-ups are listening. But, but come on. You know, just come on. A little better. Yeah, come I expect on. expect a little better. Yeah, I expect a little better. A little. So, Matt... Uh, my rating system is going to be the only thing that made me laugh in this movie, and it's not a good thing that it made me laugh. I laughed because of how stupid it was, which was the evil giant rolling ball of dough 
that was sent to capture Hansel and Gretel, which was so stupid to me that I had to laugh about it. How many evil rolling balls of dough would you give this movie? Zero to five. Well, zero to five rolling evil balls of dough. Giant rolling evil balls of dough. Yeah. Um, I, I... This wasn't wasn't very good, but it was almost average. So I'm going to give it two giant rolling evil balls of dough mm. out of five. Um, and yes, caveat, it's not for me, but I don't I don't really know who it is for unless it's someone who really just doesn't care about anything other than there might be some magic going on. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's what I say. Well, you are definitely nicer than me in your rating. I am going to give it like a 1.5. And I think I think I could have uh, agreed with you like and been a little bit higher and be like, "All right, whatever. Kind of average. It's not that good, but I'm not the target audience." But having watched the movie with the target audience, yeah. And her feeling the same way as me is in like when is going to be over? Is this supposed to be funny? Like raising those <laughs> concerns, like I would, like I'm raising. Is then this I think supposed that, to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> then, then uh, you know, that's a big knock against it. So I'm gonna do like 1.5. There's probably some nice family where the dad's not so cynical that they can sit around the fire and watch this movie, and it's a nice family movie night. I'm sure that family exists someplace. It's just not here, and it's not me. <laughs> Right on. Well, so. well, that's going to leave us at a uh, 1.75 out mm-hmm. of 5 giant rolling evil balls of dough. Uh, it's not a, not a good rating at all. And, no. Uh, I think probably with very few exceptions, you should skip this movie and do something else with your time. Mm-hmm. So, agreed. There you have it. Secret Magic Control Agency, in a nutshell, reviewed for you. Uh, so, before we wrap up, Todd, I will reveal our next movie that we we will be reviewing, still on Netflix for a little while longer. A little while longer. Interesting. So it's leaving Netflix. No, no, no. I'm saying oh. we are we are still reviewing oh, movies. Oh, we are. Netflix. Okay, I thought you said the... <laughs> I thought you were saying the movie's going to be out. I was like, oh, interesting. Yes, yes. Oh. True. So, uh, this movie is called Concrete Cowboy. Oh, I've seen the trailer for this. Yeah. So, this is apparently about cowboys who live in cities. Yes. And uh, the tagline is, among horses, stables, and city-dwelling cowboys, a rebellious teen finds a home and Mm. forges a new bond with his father. Mm. I mean, it does have Idris Elba, who I'm a big fan of, so it's already going in the right direction for me. Right. Idris. Yeah. Bring it home. Hopefully. Yeah, I think he's, he's the main star. Yes, and then the one of the kid the, the well, 
the black kid from Stranger Things is the uh, is the other uh, is the other main star on this. I was gonna say, and one of the kids from Stranger Things, but I was like, eh, I think everyone knows who I'm talking about, but I'll just specify. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, this uh, does have seems like a pretty heavy African American cast. Like everyone in the so. trailer is an African American. So. There it is. There it is. So we'll see. We will watch and report back to you our thoughts, our feelings, uh, our ratings. As we do. Of Concrete Cowboy. But that will wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed Secret Magic Control Agency. And we didn't like it. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening nonetheless, so that you can get your knowledge about if you should watch this this movie you shouldn't and uh thanks so much please keep listening we will keep making these podcasts da 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 da